Yo, guys, welcome back to the podcast Money and Mental Peace. Uh, we are, I'm sitting here with my cousin looking at her bird trying to eat the lampstand. Your bird is very creative and special, Deanna. She is the best. What? She is the best. <laughs> Hi, Aurora. Aurora will probably do part of the intro or outro music later. Anyways, um, today we are talking about how to balance paying for college and giving back to church as a Christian college girl. What's interesting is that wasn't like an initial like topic I had thought of, but it came as a question in our Facebook group. So you better believe we're going to answer it if someone's wondering about that and what is included in that. So if you have a question, you should go join it. It's Christian College Girl Community. And Deanna, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask, why should they join our Facebook group? Um, Because you're fun. You post cool photos that I just took um, and you'll actually probably give them amazing answers to any of their questions because you know your stuff. Aw, thank you. Yeah, she did just take some new um, pictures for me for a photo shoot and legit, I put it in my like business groups to see how they looked and everyone thought it was uber professional. And what did you take it on? Just uh, iPhone 11. <laughs> nice. All right. Anyways, those will be coming out soon enough. So if you want to see those and ask us questions, go join our Facebook group. It's also in the description below. Let's get into it. But we'll start with Aurora doing the intro. Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Diana, what are we doing now? Why am I here with you? Why are you here, Kara? <laughs> I'm here because I am visiting Diana in Tennessee for like two and a half weeks, which is the longest we've probably ever just like sat down and hung out together. Oh yeah, we've never been together this long. Like who would? I know. When you lived states away. Because yeah. I live in Michigan, but I was like, dude, I am self-employed. I am going to pitch how great it is to graduate college debt-free so that I not that anybody who does that has to start their own business but I started my own business and did a different like flexible type of work life and I was like I just want to like visit some people so I'm visiting Deanna and then one of my besties in Tennessee and do you think we've been able to survive together Deanna? It's been pretty good I mean we survived COVID if I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) 
We actually did get sick at the same time, and hers came up as very slightly COVID. But, like, it was only, like, we had to be away from people for five days, and that was, like, so last year. No, I was really only last week. But, anyways, um, we're having fun. <laughs> okay, so today, though, is actually kind of an appropriate conversation because we already started talking about this in our, talking about, like, our past history with, like, tithing or church giving or stuff like that and then i found out and realized that it was in the lineup for the episodes and i was like i didn't plan this um but when i was in college right i wanted to pay for college or i was paying for college it wasn't my parents paying um and i also but wanted to like keep up a attitude of giving and stuff and then also talking about, you know, doesn't the Bible talk about giving to the church and supporting the church leaders and whatever? And I had in mind the whole traditional, like, 10% tithe mindset with church. And while that's good and really a beautiful way of helping and giving and serving money back to God that's just God's, I've since learned of that the New Testament does not, well, any Testament does not specifically say that percentage and how much a lot of times people pulled a certain percent um, out of nowhere without a lot of backing and then make it a pressured thing, which it's actually a joyful thing to give. So we're going to kind of talk about that today and then also just like paying for college and having a balance um, to that. And, and Diana, you can interject whenever you want as you're over there doing your nails. Just FYI. Okay. Of course. <laughs> um, so, I think getting through college with freedom from loans and that money debt can allow you to finish school and just go whatever direction God's guiding you to. And I am all about being generous, uh, making income for the kingdom. And honestly, the money that, like, everything literally is God's and has, he's created it. I mean, it's we're stewarding his money well. So even as we use every single aspect of our money, it can be in a wholesome, God-honoring way. But let's talk about where in the world giving back to the church and a certain percent ever came from. So actually, the first place, like if you're going like chronological order in the Bible, or it's more like book order, because the whole Bible is not always chronological. Anyways, I digress. Um, in Leviticus, it talks about Leviticus 27:30 a tithe of everything from the land whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees belongs to the Lord it is holy to the Lord apparently the 10% comes from a Hebrew translation of the word tithe which is similar to 10 which i think is fascinating okay so i am getting part of the information from a an article that says tithing in the New Testament and should Christians tithe. I will totally link this article to uh, the description. But a lot of times this article is talking about people tend to miss the mark on what this is all about. So um, also back in the day in Genesis, Abraham offers a tithe and Leviticus talks about a tithe. And then commonly a tithe is considered 10% nowadays, but actually back in the day, Israelites often gave much higher because they were giving stuff for different purposes and different sacrifices and stuff, which we're not doing sacrifices now, right, Diana? even though however much we've joked about that before. Um, but tithing was first and foremost an act of worship to God, 
And it was also how the actual nation of Israel was funded. Um, but think about the New Testament. I mean, there's the new covenant that got that Jesus fulfilled the old covenant, not eliminating all, you know, the wholesome things of the law, but fulfilled it in the sense of like, we don't have to do sacrifices anymore because God or Jesus was our sacrifice. So it, it is a, a bit different. And overall, the New Testament is approaching the topic of giving a lot differently. What does tithing look like in the New Testament? It says, be generous. It says, give what you've decided in your heart to give. And let's see, it's 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So this article is suggesting how much should a Christian tithe? What does generosity look like for them? It might be 5%, it might be 50% or 90%. And the New Testament, the New Covenant, doesn't give us a straight percentage. And I do want to let you guys know, I am still learning about this, and I am not a deep Bible scholar. So as we go through this, I might not know I'm still learning. I don't know 100% on all of this, but I do know I do not read and I've read through the whole New Testament that it literally says you are to give this exact percentage of your net income or your gross income or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we got to be careful not doing stuff that just man refers to and the Bible doesn't specifically say. Just giving that heads up. But actually, you might be like, oh, okay, so the New Testament's more flexible. Actually, it raises the bar. Being generous isn't necessarily a box you can check. It's a it's a heart you cultivate. You know, um, like the widow that gave the two small coins, and it was barely anything compared to the, what the rich people gave, but she gave it very generously out of what she had. It's not that some of you out there do not have the funds to even live and survive and give 10% or 20% or whatever. And some do and they want to give extra. So should Christians tithe? I really love how this article lays it out. That might be the wrong question. Followers of Jesus should be generous, but we're not under the law as in the we have to make sacrifices to make sure if we steer clear from the law that we are, you know, covered and saved. We are to just give as we give generously. This isn't tied to our salvation. It's a response to salvation. We're to love God and love those around us, etc., etc. Um, Diana, I know we've talked about this before uh, because we've both experienced some churches slash church services that are pretty straight up like oh like we have you really need to give this much or i do have a friend besides <laughs> someone that you don't know actually um who their church actually sits down with them and calculates out their budget and sees if they've given the certain percentage which sounds totally a struggle some for me um what what do you think of that <laughs> sounds a little invasive yeah yeah, I would say. I, it's not how you're saved is that you gave this exact percentage. You could be literally giving 10, 20, 50 percent of your income, but your heart is not in it. You're doing it to check off a box and um, think it's part of being right before God. And yet there could be someone who could just give occasionally when they are moved to and have a chance to but they are wholeheartedly following after Jesus. Um, 
basically the New Testament talks about giving generously, giving joyfully, giving voluntarily. That's huge. Not being forced to give. It literally says God loves a cheerful giver and each man should give what he's determined in his heart to give, not begrudgingly or under compulsion. If someone is trying to um, compulse you, I feel like we don't use grammar like that. Compulse you, coerce, that's a good one, (laughs) and pressure you that you have to give to be like this certain level of Christian or whatever, like mm, that that sounds um, shady. (laughs) Not facts, facts, yeah. Um, So I just wanted to clearly bring that up and also challenge you to look at it yourself because also what Dion and I have talked about, if someone's just telling you something, you shouldn't just necessarily believe me. You should go read about it for yourself. And if you disagree, I totally would love you to message me and we'll have a conversation about it. But what I wanted to do was I think this shows that how in the world do we balance paying for college and giving back to church as a Christian college girl? Well, both of those are great. But first is that relationship with God. Like, are we cultivating a heart of gratefulness and generosity? Are we doing it not under compulsion? Um, Can I ask, I'll I'll tell a story. I've had in the past a time when I've wanted to give a little extra because um, someone was having an extremely hard situation in life. And I actually just recently heard about a family I know whose uh, mom and wife passed away and they have like two like itty bitty daughters and it it was horrifying. And I am just moved to want to pray for them and be helpful, thoughtful, whatever. But then I've had other ones where it's like you get stuff in the mail and they're like, you gave last year to this organization and will you give this year? And it's like a bunch of annoying mail and you don't even know where all the funds are going. And I don't know. Have you ever, Deanna, like seen an instance where you wanted to give joyfully slashed been like pressured and you're like, ain't nobody got time for that. You know what I mean? Uh, right. I don't, it shouldn't feel like you're paying a bill. If, if that's what it feels like, your heart's probably not in it. And you're right. Don't take our word for anything. Look at it for yourself in the Bible. Exactly. Because her and I have had lots of conversations about like culty churches that we've either gone to services or like have friends related to that. And basically, if anyone doesn't encourage you to ask questions or look up why something is a certain way, that's kind of a red yellow flag so yeah anyways so it's a hard thing how in the world to balance paying for college and give back to church first it's a relationship with god are you cultivating a heart of gratefulness and generosity and i do encourage you still no matter what you can give a big amount small amount to still try to give something because it helps um build that generosity muscle is what i would call it but also what's important to you are you budgeting life out Budget is not a straitjacket. It's a calendar for your money. And like, Diana, have you ever had plans and then changed them on a whim because you're like, I'll have time to do those later. <laughs> so like, have you ever made plans to cook and you're like, we have time later. Let's just like watch Netflix tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> um. That's okay if you just know when you're going to do stuff and have enough time to do stuff in, right? Like, a budget is not that you set it up and you're freaked out and you can't ever 
get change it or whatever. It's just writing out where your money's going. And then in mid-month, if something needs to change because something comes up, you can readjust as long as you know, okay, I still have enough money and gas for this, that, or the other thing. That is the next step after just relationship with God to know where your money is even going so you can be in control of it and it's not in control of you. And then you can, you know, write out, okay, this much is going to gas or an average if you don't always have the same paycheck or this much is going to food, this much is going towards tuition. Um, okay, this much is scholarships I found for college. And to even have it written out shows that you can give a dollar, five dollars, five percent, ten percent, twenty percent, whatever you between you and God, your relationship with God, decide to give to church. How you're going to even do that is actually have it written out, so you can actually see where money is going, and you're not giving and being like, oh, "I hope I didn't need that for gas." Like you're actually giving and you're joyfully giving because you know that your other necessities are taken care of. And also, I think what's cool to be encouraged on how to give to church is to ask where it is going. Like, you don't have to be all, like, you know, demanding, like, where's this exact dollar that I donated going? But, like, knowing what projects are happening, is this going towards just the church building surviving? Is it going towards missions and helping struggling people? Like, that gives us, I think, more inspiration to give. And then also how to pay for college and give back to church Finding more scholarships could help. Just just saying. I don't know how much... Did, Deanna, did I ever tell you about how certain scholarships I had let me pay for gas money? I don't remember if I told you that. No? No. Oh, I just had to burp. Excuse me. How am I supposed to answer when you get in your <laughs> Here's the microphone. Yeah, no, you didn't tell me about that, but that's pretty cool. You know, maybe we should sit closer. <laughs> then I... I thought I'm avoiding you. Oh, the chair is dragging. Anyways, um, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to be like, oh, I have enough money for tuition. Like, I'm done. It's fine. Like, which is great if you have that. But did you know that you can keep looking for scholarships because there are scholarships out there that have funds that they give to you instead of the school? And when they do that, you can use it for gas money, for food money, for et cetera, et cetera. And then you're like, dude, I have more money to give to church. Basically, I'm showing you how it's a heart posture and then it's laying out your money to like know where stuff's going. And then it's keep finding scholarships because it's like even more supplemental money. Like literally later in life, you can have a full-time job, but there's not usually like scholarships for working people just to have gas money. You know what I mean? Like, you might as well look for scholarships now and save the money you're earning in your job or give to the church or whatever and keep going for scholarships. And if you're wondering how to do that, you can hit me up at calendly.com slash money and mental peace. You can set up a free call with me to talk about me finding you some scholarships for college so that you don't have to take the time to find scholarships. I can do it for you. Anyways, there's my little pitch. Okay, Deanna had some really good points. What was the question? Because I kind of forgot exactly the wording that you were going to ask. Nor forgot to bless you by giving because you like reap what you sow mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And the question is, is that a thing? Is it a thing? Okay. Yeah. So there's the concept on if you're giving, are you opening the door for God to bless you? Did that mean God to bless you monetarily? Like if you give, then you'll get money back. Well, I'm not giving to get back because that's not that that sounds like a messed up heart issue. 
you know, but it just opens the door for God to bless you because you've done an action and done something in faith and done something the Bible told you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my other question, just so that I know that the question is, is there a certain like verse related to this or just the concept in general? I believe there is. I would indeed have to look it up sure. to get an exact verse. Sure, 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 sure. But yeah. Okay. Um, or like what you, you reap what you sow or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Now, this is an answer if that someone asking my opinion and anyone listening, you should go research yourself because you're going to have a lot of different opinions on things. And again, you got to have discernment and research stuff for yourself. But in my understanding... We are, okay, imagine it like this. We accept Christ, we are saved, there is salvation, and we want to do good works out of that joy. But it's not we're doing good works for salvation. And whenever someone talks about if you give money, it opens the door for God to bless you, this might not be what they mean, so you have to tell me what your thoughts on this, Yana, but it sounds to me like the verbiage sounds kind of like you're doing a work to have like favor with God when God already sees us clothed in Christ's righteousness and salvation and like totally pure and perfect and righteous. And we don't need like to do works for his blessings and salvation. That's <laughs> um if, if you didn't see, she said that so true, but I only have one microphone and I can't pass it back and forth too fast. So I guess I do have concerns on the concept of like, you give the open the door to God to bless you because God can bless you. I mean, he has the power to bless you if you do or don't give or do or do not follow him and also vice versa. Even those that do really give and just their entire life to the kingdom often have hardships in life and so I guess it just sounds a little bit too on the prosperity side that you have to do a certain thing to open the door for God to bless you however however I will say if you're giving and cultivating a heart of gratitude and growing in your spiritual faith what comes the fruit of the spirit like fruit comes from you know growth like by your fruit you will know them the bible says like good fruit of the spirit if the spirit's in our life there's love joy peace patience kindness if we are cultivating a heart of gratefulness a heart of generosity a heart after god's own heart i believe we will be blessed as we grow in the spirit we will experience love joy peace in our lives through just deepening spiritual richness but i guess i find it a little bit hard because I don't see a place in the Bible that it specifically says if you give financially, then it specifically is opening a door to blessing. Does that make sense? Like, and it might be a rhetorical question to anyone listening or to Diana. And I think I still have a lot to learn on this. So I think everyone should research for that for themselves. Diana also had another really good idea on suggesting why in the world you'd lay out a budget. Because like when you first lay it out, right, you don't have to necessarily hold to that one. But if you lay it out and write it out, you can actually see where everything's going, see where there's money like missing or left over or extra or whatever and then also you can pray over it and see if that's what you're comfortable with um i think that's what you meant right 
Yeah. I'm making you answer. Yes. <laughs> She's nodding. Um, yeah. So uh, this is kind of a bit of an unusual episode because we don't always get into these topics. But I love that I find out it's something y'all are interested in because a question is submitted, you know, they don't always know what you want to talk about and ask about. So to summarize, I think it's great to be paying for college. I think it's great to give to church and give to other people. But I think we have to be careful of um, taking stuff out of context, seeing what the Bible says about giving, what the New Testament and the New Covenant that we're living in talks about giving, and especially the parts about it's a heart issue. Um, not giving under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and also remembering that um, you shouldn't just take my word for it. You should pray, use discernment, and research stuff yourself, because if anything Deanna and I have learned and talked about in the past, um, we've talked about experiences we've run into where, like, churches are slightly culty and like requiring certain things or not explaining how stuff's related to Bible verses, and I just want you to feel free to lay out your budget, be paying for your necessities, be giving, but not feeling like you have to check off a certain amount on a box to have, like, God's love or favor or salvation. That makes sense? Okay, okay. Did you have anything else, Deanna? Any other ideas? So we're going to end with um, Deanna's husband, Mickey, who wanted to do his trumpet sounds. <laughs> <laughs> The that was super impressive. <laughs> um, that was me and my cousin and my cousin's husband all here. Anyways, until next time, guys, we hope you can... Connect with us and have enough money and mental peace for graduating college. Bye. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers. Kara.